Good evening and welcome to The Blender. I am Juno, your host, and tonight, sitting in for the incomparable Michael from Texas, Christian Patriot Network, Mr. and Mrs. Ron and Neo, otherwise known as the newlyweds here, the Foxholian newlyweds. Ron, Neo, how are you guys? Power couple in the house. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to have to fix our background because we keep disappearing. This isn't going to work. Hi, Gino. Thanks for having us. What's going on, everybody? Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you guys so much. It was kind of a last minute thing. I know I texted you what last night, I think it was, whatever. And I was I know, like, and then I didn't even, my phone was dead too. So then I, so I'm you glad you got us both. Fix the background. Well, you just got to well, take down the. Yeah, I know. Okay. Well, the problem was, see, Mike's moving. So he's going to be out till, I think he said the 15th or something like that. And I'm like, man, I'm kind of jonesing for a blender. Like, I got to do one. And I'm like, well, I wonder who would want to come on. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I bet Nia would. And what about Ron? Ron would probably like yeah. to come on. Yeah, we're yeah. down. Yeah, you're down. So I definitely am very thankful that you guys are here. And it's going to be fun. I mean, we're going to do uh, the dad joke segment will be coming later. Neil's not a big fan of dad jokes. So no, it's not that I'm not a big fan of them. It's, uh, I just, if, if he's here, why would I even do them? He's here. He can do them. It's just far more appropriate and... The male I've been presence. a dad for about 19 years yeah. now, so uh, you qualify. You definitely qualify. Oh, there you grown. go. Look okay, that. that's a little perfect. Bit. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, you know. Um, so anyway, it's it's been a minute. Like I'm trying to remember the last blender I did. I think it was, man, it might be two or three weeks ago. So I was like, man, I got to get one in. Like this is this is the show where I get away from all the other stuff. So it's kind of fun, and I just kind of like chill and hang out. And by the way, has anybody seen Deep Patty lately? Yes. You have. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. She did she DM me, but like I I haven't seen her like well not I didn't mean in person. I meant like just in the chats around here in the foxhole. But I didn't like I was like, what the heck's going on, man? I hope she's okay. But okay, excellent. No, she's been in my chat. Um she's usually dips in to say hello at the beginning. She's she's been there. All right, excellent. And by the way, Neo, I've uh, I've been lurking on some of your shows, haven't been able to get in the chat, say hi or anything, but um Man, I've been so busy, like just like over my head busy with work and other things going on right now. So we kind of were just talking about how we don't know how you do as many things as you actually do, dude, because I mean, you have a job, you have 50 different streams that you do. Yeah, that it's wasn't impressive. the plan. That wasn't the plan. That wasn't how it was supposed to go. But you know what? Whatever. Whatever God wants me to do, that's what I'll do. I'm good with that. And Ron, you're a birthday boy, aren't you? I'm coming up here in 10 days. Yep. Yeah. 10 days. Valentine's. Yeah. yeah. Mine is uh, two days away. I'm really, you know, it's weird. I'm not really excited about birthdays anymore. It's been about 10 years since I was excited about one. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you guys feel the same way. Well, I, I, when I had a bridal shower, that was all for me because, you know, it was bridal shower. I realized that I hadn't had a party for myself since I was a child because it was awkward and weird and I very uncomfortable and I hated it. But yeah, we don't do that stuff anymore. We don't have 
parties like that. We were talking about something about that the other day. I forgot what it was, but yeah, it's weird to have. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm glad to be well, alive. Birthdays on Valentine's Day, it gives you an opportunity to give. They say it's better to give than to receive. <laughs> I hear that. Some people I've are heard... forced into that situation. Yeah, yeah I've heard but, that um, And then your loved one will say something like, well, it's your day. You don't have to get me anything. Really, though? It is. <laughs> it's kind of like a test that you're destined yeah. to Dude, fail. First off, I, and I, I think I speak for him. Being forced into a you-must-show-someone-that-you-love-them day that sucks. It, it like, it's okay. Thanks for the flowers that the whole, you know, culture and big Valentine industrial complex. Okay, good. I was, I was just going to ask you that. I was going to say, do you, are you in on the conspiracy that this is a Hallmark holiday? All these things like sweetest day. And what's the other one? There's another one too. I always forget. Well, it's supposed to be Saint. My mom always likes to remind me it's Saint Valentine's day. Ah. It's it after a dude named Saint Valentine's or something like that. And actually, I think last year I did a, I researched it and I've already forgotten what actually it entails, but um, yeah, it's St. Valens. It's, it's, so it's Catholic, I think. Weird kind of saint, used to walk around naked, shooting people with arrows. It's it's a little pedo to me. Yeah, I never, I never really got that. Like, it was creepy. I mean, if you really think about it, that it's like a baby with an arrow, right? Angel baby, I don't know, whatever you call it, some kind of hybrid thing. And it's shooting arrows at people. And is that it's, what it's like a cherub? Is that what it's supposed I to be? Yes. Wait. I don't know. Or is it not? Because you know how angels in the Bible are not what they say. I mean, or at yes. least the depiction of angels yes. in culture are not what the depiction is of it in the Bible. So right. it's a cherubim, I think, is what. But don't they show like those little fat little babies? Aren't I those wonder cherubs? if they give you a choice. You know, Nothing a harp now. or an archery set. <laughs> Yeah. I'll take I'll take the a couple of little buck nakers running around with a harp playing uh, you know <laughs> yeah jazz mostly sometimes they hang out together I don't know the whole thing's always been kind of weird to me me and my wife I think we stopped celebrating all of those holidays we don't even like we barely say oh, happy birthday completely. to each other at this point yeah it's like I think at this point it's more like hey how's it going oh yeah we're old so it's just like you just kind of like blow it off and it to another year she did have a surprise it wasn't a surprise party she wanted to have a surprise party but i kind of knew she was up to something and that was when i turned 50 and i was just like she knows That's i hate that stuff but it was all my relatives and family my brothers and sister and stuff and it's sisters and uh it was a good time i gotta admit they got me all kinds of cool t-shirts and stuff like iron maiden and like <laughs> my stuff from like 18 years old um, nice. so it was fun it was a good time but yeah, I'm with you, Neil. I don't like the whole, like, don't put the light on me. I don't want the happy birthday singing and all that stuff. Just, I'll eat the cake. I have no problem with that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I use it as an opportunity, to be honest. I always check to see if my birthday is on a weekday because I teach junior high. And so one of the things I'll do is I'll force my students to make me a birthday card. <laughs> and uh, I usually write on the board what I want them to say. You know, you're my favorite teacher. Learning is fun when you're around. That's a big thing. I might put a, a rhyme or two in there. Uh, lots of variety for them to choose from. And then I collect them. Of course, the only way you can get a, a student to do anything these days is to tell them it's worth marks on your report card. <laughs> you're being marked on my birthday card. So make sure it's a good one. And then uh, I got about 150 students, so I'll collect them at the end of the day. And then if my mom drops into town to take me out for dinner, I show her this stack of uh, birthday cards. And I 
I tell her, look what the kids made for me. Oh, it's <laughs> privileged to be doing this. And I leave out the part where I made them do it. But uh, she always thinks that I'm, I'm probably one of the best teachers uh, in the world because all these students taking time, you know, to make me a personalized birthday card. So special. Uh, and not special. just buy it, you know, like make it. That's, yeah. uh, that's really special in her eyes. That's a great segue for our first video. Uh, you remember the song from Radiohead special, Creep? It's called Creep. Oh, right. Creep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw this today on TikTok. Just like an angel. We're not doing enough food uh, karaoke. <laughs> it could trend, you know. I'm a big fan of the googly eyes, though. So that to me, googly eyes. googly eyes on anything, and I crack me up. <laughs> I'm waiting to drop my sticker now, so I can I like the wrinkled forehead, though. <laughs> the eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> You know, one of the things I said to him was, it, what's cool about being on with Gino is he always finds funny, weird videos to play. So that'll be fun. See what he's got. That just shows I have weight. You said, Gino, you're always so busy. It's a, yeah, I, apparently I have Hopefully that's a burner on. phone that you got TikTok on. <laughs> I know. I have, listen, <laughs> I, I know you're anti-Amazon and all that stuff, Neo, and I yes. got to say, I do use Amazon quite a bit. So <gasps> I am. I this know, interview is know. over. It's Gino. done. I, I know. I'm sorry. I, I, Thank you for your honesty, though, and yes. not just like being like. You would have found out somehow, Gino. I know. I couldn't you conceal it any up. longer. I couldn't sleep. Your story night. wouldn't have got straight. That's all right. If you if you want your vote to count, keep voting at a place that is a military. Um, what do they call contractor? Is owned by an evil guy and probably will be the system that ushers in the mark of the beast. Shout out to I, everyone I watching on Twitch. <laughs> it's okay you know okay so look i, I okay wherever yeah. you let's stand hear your excuses bezos, i can't no, get uh, the thing no, i need i have no to excuse. get a thing no i excuse. can't get it here deliver to my door yeah it's, i needed it, it in convenient. two days i can't go out i can't think ahead and buy something but honestly prior to you two days ahead of time you don't even have to wait two days anymore it's literally there in oh. hours sometimes it's like Ugh. 20 minutes from my house like it's crazy like how big the warehouse is so they have you know if you go to the there. warehouse and pick it up you won't have to tip the driver <laughs> people tip the drivers anyways i don't, I don't even think they do i never really see the driver to be honest they oh. just drop it off and it's there on the front porch and i'm like okay cool and i gotta say like i've had like a perfect rating from like they've never screwed up my order it's been the the right thing every time uh, I get it right when it says it's supposed to be there. So, you know, a 10 for service. Um, and I guess a one for deep statey, you know, WEF type stuff. But Right, yeah. right. Well, at least you're not, you've seen those videos of the drivers, you know, where they're, they pull up and 
knock over the lawn ornament or just throw the box there's mm -hmm. some pretty good delivery i saw there's one driver ones. open his door and his piss jug fell out onto the ground <laughs> they're not allowed to use, have bathroom breaks so wait for real it's like a four liter plastic oh you know gallon jug filled with urine have you heard the the horror stories of people that worked in the um, warehouse, they don't. They don't give you people bathroom breaks. Like, they have to make a certain yeah. quota of pulling, you know, orders. And it's just the working conditions are sweatshop-esque. Well, my so mom all around. For, my mom worked for UPS for 21 years, I think, 22 years. She retired, like, three years ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know... There's a reason they're wearing brown shirts. Let me just tell you, that place Ew. was like Nazi all over the place. Like they, they couldn't, it was 120 degrees in the warehouse where my mom was working. She was an inspector and she's lifting boxes that way, like 35, 40 pounds. My mom was in her late sixties, early seventies when she retired and there's no fans. They let them have water. That's about it. You get a jug of water. Lukewarm, um, lukewarm yeah, water. Yeah, lukewarm. No room temperature. That'd be they room temperature. But, temperature. But so many people were like overheating, and I'm like, dude, like sue UPS. I don't get it. Like, how do you not have a fan when it's 120 degrees in there and high humidity? Like that makes no, no sense. They, they have, don't they have standards? Like OSHA doesn't OSHA have like a? I know that's safety, but don't that's they have like human reasonable working conditions or whatever? I mean, it seems like they would. And and then how does that help productivity? You know, if, if, if right. you can't, if you're hot and sweaty and you're about to, you know, pass out, how does that help? Did I say productivity or is it productivity? Productivity, productivity. Yeah. It's, it works. Do, we know what you're talking about. How do Canadians say it, Ron? Uh, say what? <laughs> productivity. <laughs> oh, productivity. Uh, le, le, le productivité. Le, le productivity. No, oh, that's how the French would say that's it. That's how the French would say it. But they're yeah. not very productive, so they're usually uh, on a smoke break. <laughs> that's true. You know, <laughs> man, I, I, I don't know if we talked about this when I was on your show, Rob, but I used to go to Windsor all the time. Like it's, you know, I lived 40 minutes from Windsor, so we were there all the time. 19 years old, you could drink, which was amazing. You know, you had to be 21 here. And we would yeah. go to like Don Cherry's. In fact, oh, that's what I forgot to do. I was going to get an old Don Cherry video for you, and I forgot. Next oh, Rock'em Sock'em Hockey? Yeah. <laughs> Who's Don Did, Cherry? I don't oh, know. I was just going to ask that. That's sacrilegious, Neil. Very All sacrilegious. Right, I got... Well, he has been off the air for several years, and uh, I don't watch sports anymore, so you're forgiven. Oh, okay. so he's an announcer. Yeah. He was like a hockey legend. Like, this guy was amazing. And he wore these like amazing, like, turtleneck collar things i don't know what you call them like <laughs> starts perfectly and he had like very colorful suits on he was just hilarious but then he got in trouble because um i think he was saying things about russian was it the russians that got him in trouble or no he he it was uh, remembrance day so he's a big military guy that's right and uh, uh on uh, on november 11th people in canada wear poppies on their lapel as a sort of a display of uh <laughs> of uh support for the military and uh and the veterans and uh, he was upset that some people that were new to canada uh weren't wearing poppies and he called them you people you know you you people you need people. to you know show respect for our canadian military and honor them by wearing a poppy and and of course the woke 
CBS or CBC, which is the Canadian Broadcast Corporation funded by the government, um, decided that they were going to use him um, and sacrifice him in the altar of um, political correctness. And, uh, and that's what led to his downfall and, and, and ultimate dismissal from the CBC. He looks like he's yeah. a styling dude. I just looked him up. Yeah, he often like would take the curtains and make a suit out of it. And <laughs> uh, it sounds like more and more like uh, Jill Biden has stole his gig. Absolutely. Jill? Jill? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jill. Jill for sure. Yeah, she's always wearing like a shower curtain or something. <laughs> Tablecloth. <laughs> Tablecloth, the upholstery on an old couch to uh, whatever state dinner she's invited to. Right. We had CBC Channel 9. And it was funny, like we had to, you know, you had to get the aluminum foil out, put them on the antennas or whatever, and get the hockey. Oh, like you got Canadian there? Yes, it was great. When I was a kid, I watched all the hockey, like Canadian hockey, because we had Channel 9. So every Saturday night was hockey night in Canada, and we, you know, whatever game was on, we'd put it on. And yeah, it was awesome. I have such great memories as a kid um, before cable took over. Like, just, you know. Your, your dad's remote control, I had to get up and turn the channel for him every time. Or, you know, my dad wasn't a hockey fan. So, like, I would kind of be off in my little black and white 13-inch TV or whatever it was <laughs> trying to tune in and watch the game. But I always loved the calls, you know, the guys. What was the what was the main uh, announcer? I forgot his name. Um, uh, the one who went with, uh, I mean, just like regular hockey night in Canada? Regular announcer? hockey night, yeah um well they've changed throughout the years and there's usually an announcer for western canada and one for eastern canada but the guy who was always with don cherry was ron mclean ron mclean ron mclean yep oh ron yeah, yeah. he's from actually the same town i went to uh high school in red deer oh, oh really yeah. cool yeah ron's yeah. kind of a legend too is he still around yeah yeah he is uh i don't know like i said um once once fovid 19 came out um and the major sports networks started to push the masks and the vax and all that stuff and social distancing and follow the science bullshit i left I, and i didn't go back Wait, um, you know, there, there was a time i didn't miss an oiler game i was either watching it on television or i was listening to it on the radio and i would never miss and uh, especially with somebody like um you know connor mcdavid playing for edmonton he's mm-hmm. one of the best talents ever and, you know, of course, Gretzky played for the Oilers, so we the history. And, like, the Oilers are absolutely the number one ticket in town. Um, you know, it's like 400 bucks to go to a game. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's a big deal. But once they went woke, I just stopped yeah. listening. And to, to be honest, I really don't miss it because we often in, invest a lot emotionally with our sports teams. And we put a lot of our um, well-being in the hands of things that aren't under our control, you know, like wins and losses and coaches' decisions and management and mm-hmm. trade deadlines and all this stuff. And, you know, um, I often would get upset if things were, weren't working out. And I just realized, boy, it's way easier to live without letting that affect you in a negative way. So I, get I, I really don't miss it at all. Like this, I think I was talking to Bruce about the Super Bowl is next Sunday, and we'll be doing a show as usual because I don't care about football or the Super Bowl. I would have cared more if my Detroit Lions would have made it. They were so close. Or something. 
but uh, yeah, I've never seen such. We're a talking sports. We're, we're putting her to sleep. I did doze off there for a second. So basically, yeah. this Ron guy's like um, Harry Carey or Ron Santo. Yeah, or yeah. Chip Carey or yeah. Yep. It's like the. I was just getting your. Actually, I was fidgeting with the screen because I was trying. We we came very unprepared. I, I just I apologize. We ate so dinner and then all of a sudden I looked up. I was like, oh my goodness, it's. So still getting the background. I'm trying to get your picture. So we're looking at you and have the chat. I see my mother's here. Good evening, mom. Sorry, I didn't text you that we were going to be on. I'm glad you found us. Um, yeah, so we're okay. We're good. Yeah, but yeah, that was pretty boring. For hello, a Neoma. <laughs> it's sports talk. See, guys could talk kidding. about sports I, forever. I like, but you're I right. like baseball. Well, you, you probably right heard here. this uh, story before, but you're a Detroit fan, right? Like a Red Wing fan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I gotta so say, I, I haven't followed the Red Wings like for the last probably four years. I've been kind of out yeah, but of you followed for... them when they won their cups, right? I did. In the 90s. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was right, right. So yeah. when I went to uh, Red Deer College in 1990, I tried out for the College Kings hockey team, and it was Mike Babcock that was the coach there. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, cool. so I'm. I didn't make the team because. I'm not big enough, you know. I'm, I'm trying to compete against goalies that are like six six, six four. Yeah. They cover a lot more than it than I do. I'm only like five seven, so um, it, it was fun to try out for them. But I never made the team. And then when I went to uh, after four years of being in that college, I went to finish my degree at, in Lethbridge, the Lethbridge Hurricanes. And lo and behold, who's the co who's the coach there? Mike Babcock. Oh. And so. That's I didn't crazy. try out for that team, but I did drop by his office and uh, and just let him know that you know I'll be watching the games. And I met him in Red Deer, and and actually one of my um, coworkers, uh, he was on one of his teams. He was on one of the college teams with Mike Babcock, and uh, said he was a pretty hardcore coach. You know, That's not not cool. often easy to please. You know. Yeah, when I got in uh, business, me and my dad opened up a sports facility, and we had roller hockey. And it was in the oh, old really? Gordy, yeah. And this was in the old Gordy Howe hockey land. It was like, this place was like huge back in the fifties and sixties. And I didn't even know it. And so we rent this building and it come to find out, yeah, you guys know, this is like where Gordy Howe used to have his hockey land. We're like, you're kidding me, really? Cause it was a factory when we moved in there and we had to like remodel the whole thing. And anyway, um, the first day we open, it's like seven o'clock on a Sunday morning and who comes walking in, but Gordy Howe. Wow, him and his PR cool. guy. And I was like freaking out. I'm like, you've got to be kidding. Neo, do you know who Gordy Howe is? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. So do you remember Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Of course you do. Chicago. Yes. Okay. So um, what's his name? Uh, Cameron. He's wearing the number nine Red Wings jersey. In Red, the I remember the Red Wings okay. jersey there that he wore. Okay. That's Gordy Howe. Well, Howell. there's three There's three most um, famous hockey players ever. Gretzky. Are Gretzky, Bobby Orr, and Gordie Howe. Absolutely. Like, those are the top three, and Absolutely. it's not even you know, Actually, an arguable I, point. We, me and my brother shared a car at first, and our license plate said Oilers 99 on it. So I didn't, But I didn't even know that the Oilers were in Edmonton. Until, like, I didn't, I don't know. Houston, was, maybe. Actually, Bobby Orr's <laughs> son lived down the street from one of my ex-boyfriends in Palatine. No, an unincorporated Palatine. What was his? Not Bobby Hall. Um, oh no, it was a Hall. Never mind. Yeah. It was oh, another Hall, yeah. another Bobby. Brett, Brett Hall. Brett Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Brett Hall. Yeah. He played yeah. for the Wings. He, he used to play. Hall, Brett Hall right? used to play for the Penticton Knights in BC. Uh, that's British Columbia. And I lived in a town 15 minutes from there in Summerland, and they both had a BC JHL team. 
And uh, Brett Hall used to come over to my house because we had a border. Yeah, oh, we used cool. to have a border that lived with us. He was the goaltender. His name was Mark. And uh, they he used to come over and they used to secretly smoke cigarettes in my backyard. <laughs> saying, Don't tell your dad we smoke. I'm like, yeah, no, that's, that's cool. I'm not going to say nothing. I can tell you this. They like to drink because I was many times um, – we had, I was on a bowling league a long time ago, and they would come up there. A lot of the wings would come in there, and they would just get hammered. Oh, my gosh. Like, there was, like, five or six of them. And um, and it was kind of like this thing, like, shh, but everybody knew it. I don't know. It was just... Yeah. But that's... Hockey players are the coolest, like, athletes in the world, honestly. Like, they're just regular dudes. Like, you can hang out with them. They're not all stuck up on themselves thinking they're the best thing ever. And, like, I don't know. I just always got a good vibe with them. And it's funny. they On the rink, they'll beat the crap out of each other. And then, like, the game's over, and they're, like, hanging out, drinking a beer. Like, it, yeah. it's <laughs> no, crazy, like, how that works. I used to love that. Uh, go ahead, Father Larry. Yeah, drop drop the link in there for him. That's okay. No big deal. Um, so, okay, guys, enough about hockey, because I know we're putting Neo to sleep. No, keep going. I'm No, keep going. That. It's fine. I don't care. Well, I'm, I'm out of the really. loop, to be honest, <laughs> with hockey. Like, it's been a, been a minute. I couldn't even tell. Like, our I guess our Red Wings are doing pretty good right now. We got some good players and stuff. But... I've just I can't even name players anymore. Like I'm so out of it. Um, I'm more of a football guy. Like I love football, but um, when everything went woke and they weren't standing for the national anthem, I just said screw you NFL and I walked away for a couple of years. But then I got back into it, and now all of our teams are doing pretty good. So it's like <laughs> it's hard to stay away from it. Like the Lions almost went to the Super Bowl, which is unheard of. Like that just doesn't happen for us in Detroit. So it's not so much the games we got to worry about. It's the uh, the halftime shows. Yeah. Yeah. There are little satanic rituals and all that. Oh, yeah. I don't even watch it. Yeah. Well, I, we, a friend of mine, he has this gigantic screen. I, it's like, what is it, 15 feet wide and like nine feet high in his basement. It's like theater. this awesome theater. Yeah, it's really cool. And we every year we go there for the Super Bowl. There's like, I don't know, 20 of us or something. And, um, yeah, the halftime show comes out. And I'm like, okay, I'm out of here. Like, I just, I can't even stomach it anymore. It's so disgusting. And it is. It's all safe. Well, and aren't all the games Everything. fixed too? I mean, Prob- for the most probably. part. Who who knows? I I yeah, see I all these. I heard an interview with a former that. player recently that said uh, that the outcome of the games is predetermined. In the whole thing with what's her butt right now, like it's completely or, yeah orchestrated as a you know PR. Yeah, the whole CIA thing. Taylor Swift thing. Well, she's yeah. dating that one guy. Yeah, the Kansas their... City Chief there. Yeah, Kelsey. Yeah, Travis right. Kelsey. It's so fake. I think everything's fake. Well, I think the idea is is to bring in more female fans, right? Because girls don't generally don't watch the NFL, and so I could see Taylor Swift. I mean, oh yeah, I can't go into my staff room without all the the female staff talking about Taylor Swift. Ew, and, really? Oh, it's just crazy. And uh, yeah, she's just hugely popular. And uh, I think she's a it, dude too, don't you? Well, I do. You know, you know all those. Well, there's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there, Gino. You know, among <laughs> no. us, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they'll find a video that they found and show it. And uh, and I was I was watching this one stream. I don't remember if it was in the foxhole or not, but um, it was pretty convincing. They went back and showed um, Taylor Swift as a young person, and she looked very boyish. Hmm. And uh, one thing we know about um, the cabal is they always play the long-term game. You know, it's they 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 plan things decades ago, and uh, you know, and and they're willing to invest, and they're willing to groom, and they're willing to 
you know, wait and wait. And then when the time is right, boom, you know, like she, Taylor Swift just won like what person of the year or whatever in life magazine and everything. Yeah. just seems to be lining up. If you go to a newsstand, um, you know, probably about 70% of the pictures on the cover will be her. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I believe it, but I could certainly see put that it's possible. Oh, yeah. Right. And then, of course, you know, remember Lady Gaga when she first came was, out? It was all about, ask. you know, she's got a penis and, and yep. all that. And I think when we do our deep dives, you know, she she may very well be a, uh, a relative of that uh, Abramovich chick, you know, mm-hmm. the spirit cooker. You know, they look a lot alike. Um, she's had her picture taken with, you know, the Bushes and Obamas and that um, sort of famous shot. You know, what what's an entertainer doing in, in amongst know. these, you know, high-powered politicians unless... They run um, in the she, same groups. Right. And, you know, there's signs of Gaga, you know, or videos of her making like the, the signs of the devil and stuff and showing her compliancy. I got a book out of Dollarama. For like three dollars, I thought, holy cow, this is like a thirty-five dollar book. I got it for three bucks, and I looked through it, and it's filled with just horrible images of like her in blood baths, and mm. you remember she had that meat suit. A book? Yep. You had a you found a book? Yeah, a yeah. Paperback? No, no, it was a hardcover. It's like a but it was like a forty dollar book. book. It's the, yeah, yeah, and it's by this famous photographer that she hangs out with, uh, kind of her publicist. His name escapes me, but he's a creepy dude too. And when you look at it, it it's very obvious that they're running a kind of program, and they're trying to get young people to let their yeah. guard down and be entertained by these and influenced by these sort of graphic images that depict things that are, well, to be honest, very ungodly. You know? Yeah, I think uh, this group of people right here are. Uh part of all of it maybe i'm a conspiracy theorist i don't know <laughs> you got sparks and sparky was <laughs> the picture of uh yeah the dynamite <laughs> i love that one it's so it, come on I've never seen admit. john header hater and uh taylor swift in the same room together <laughs> that's true that's true and and maybe we won't i don't know i'm 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 thinking she's a she Taylor Swift. I'm I'm okay with her being female. I don't find her that attractive. I don't understand. Like I think she's okay, kind of talented, I guess. I don't know if you like that kind of stuff. Not my kind of music, whatever. But I definitely think Michael Obama's a man. That is a man. And I've watched I can't even tell you how many hours of videos of former detectives that are like evaluating the shoulder width and the neck, you know, and even her lats and like just, and then that famous video when she's dancing with Ellen and, you know, it's swinging around and like, come on. And it's just, that one's just way too obvious for me. And then Joan Rivers dies. That was the part that convinced me Joan Rivers when she came out, you could tell she was not lying. It was just sort of a matter of fact way of saying it. She she said it in a in Everybody a way. Everybody knows she's yeah, a fanny. She, she said it in a way that, like exactly that, like several people know about it, and then, uh, you know, you put the dead chef in there, and it might be true. <laughs> do, you know, one of the things I asked Bruce is, do you do you think because the rumor is is that Michelle Michael Obama might you know slide into the presidential ticket for 2024 and give people a more I don't know, I guess, favorable option over Biden in the Democratic side. 
Um, I don't know that she would survive the meme game, do you? <laughs> you know, oh gosh, but I thought about that with many politicians that they wouldn't survive. Well, the they don't pay attention to the meme game campaigns against them. Yeah, I, there's too many people that are still. I don't know if enough people are awake. I, I'm, I'm back and forth. Well, how, how do you think the public would react if it came out that Obama is gay, Michelle's a tranny, and they borrowed those kids, you know, and, and pretended that they were their biological children, you know? They were basically, wow. they borrowed them from a family friend who coincidentally got a very nice government or corporate position worth millions of dollars a year in salary. Uh, I wonder how the, the people of America would accept that, you know? I don't know. They would say they're deep fakes. That's what I think. I think they wouldn't believe it. I think they would, I don't know. I, there's or they a, would there's... say some corruption was wrong on the other way. Like my aunt, I, I what if everyone got arrested? You know, I asked her. She's like, well, then they were arrested wrongfully. You know what I mean? It's like they'll just yeah. or they would spin it like it's okay. Well, you know, it's okay to you know have a family mm -hmm. that's not your own. Maybe they were family friend. You know how you sometimes call your uncle, uh, who's not really uh, your uncle. I He's just a family else. friend. We all have one or two, right? And yep. they might try to spin it that way or, well, there's nothing wrong with being gay. So there's certainly nothing wrong with being a gay president. You know, um, what I would bother me is, is that, well, that's fine. But they lied to us, you know, right. about it. And uh, yeah, people I, need to be I more pissed about being so lied to. That's what I was going to say. I think lying is the one thing that might unite America. If, if people really believe that it's a lie and it's proven that it's a lie, which is very difficult to do nowadays because of all the disinformation and misinformation. But if you could prove, like I've always said, COVID for me is the linchpin. Everybody was affected by that pandemic. Every single person, whether whether you disobeyed it, obeyed it, whatever you did, complied, didn't comply, whatever, it doesn't matter. We were all affected by it in one way or another. I mean, how many relatives, or let's say uh, grandma was in the hospital and you weren't able to visit grandma and she passed away and you weren't able to spend her last, like it's terrible what they did it's horrible. To, to people. And I remember the first day of the pandemic, we had a birthday party for my niece and everybody met in a church parking lot. And I'm like laughing, me and my other, my brother-in-law who knew it was all fake. We're just like no mask, whatever. And all my relatives are out in this parking lot, like, you know, 10 feet away from each other. And I'm like looking at them I'm like, are you people like, how did we get so stupid? Like, I don't understand in such a short amount of time. Like these are relatively smart people that I knew in my life. And all of a sudden they were just... It falling for it like over and i'm just thinking man this is like so dystopian it was like the weirdest thing and and then i'd go to the store and even today even today i would say maybe i probably saw 20 people with masks on at kroger like really? and i'm just like oh. yeah and i gotta tell you it is racist yeah. most of them are black people what they told black people that they had a higher chance of dying from covid that is racist and I'm not a big racist guy. Like everything's racist, right? This, what they did is racist for sure. And if I was black, I would be furious that they lied to me about that. Cause that is not true. Yeah. It's, it's especially, so, so um, infuriating. you know, there's a lot of students that still wear masks at school and you know, it's on the orders of their parents today. I was in the store just before our show today, um, just grabbing some groceries and there was a, a mom with her two, younger kids and the, all three of them were masked up. Oh, I, I always say you poor saying kids. a quick prayer for them, you know, yeah. soften their hearts and show them the truth because they're lost. And so many of 
this paranoia and this misinformation, these lies is retaught, you know, to the kids and like these mm -hmm. masks protect us. We have to wear them all the time. This is how viruses work. And, and it's an absolute shame, you know? Uh, and I wonder if they'll ever, like for some people, it's um, almost like a placebo. They feel like if yeah. they're wearing it, yeah. that they're somehow it, when I had conversations with people who are wearing them and I say, you know, that doesn't help you against an airborne virus. It's kind of like keeping mosquitoes out of your yard with a chain link fence. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it doesn't work, you know. Um, it may give you comfort that there's a fence up, but it doesn't work the way you think it does. And their, uh, their rebuttal is always, well, I haven't got sick since I've worn one. No. So uh, it it's almost me. like a placebo. I mean, if they, it's like tying a piece of string around your finger, you know, that, that mm -hmm. gives me protection too, but it really doesn't, you know, I so wore it's, a, it's disheartening. I wonder if they'll ever break, break through to the truth. You know, I don't know, Ron, honestly, I don't, I, I think there's some people that are just locked in forever. Like they're going to go to their grave with that mask on. They'll be in the casket with the mask on. Like I, it's so sick. But I well, I see people walking down masks. the sidewalk with it on. So, yeah, I wouldn't be oh, surprised. Oh, yeah, all the time. Or driving alone. If it's in the, yeah. their will, yeah. please, please mask me up. I've seen them jogging with them on. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I um, I wear N95 masks like if I'm doing drywall work or painting or something. And it, I, it's sense. so laughable, though, because, okay, like you said, the virus, if it even exists, I don't know, whatever. Let's just say it does. And it's this, you know, microscopic thing. And it, it's the equivalent of going through a chain link fence. Well, I'm using, I'm just like sanding drywall or painting and I take off the mask and it's tight. I mean, I have that thing like leaving creases in my skin mm -hmm. and it's all in my nostrils. It's all around my nose, around my eyes. And I just laugh. I'm like, these people think like this is going to stop some, you know, deadly virus that was killing only four, what, 2% of people. And they were all, you know, senior citizens, like. The key is to stand six feet from the drywall when you're sanding it, and then you're safe. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, you know, I do think here. just just to quickly uh, piggyback on what you're saying, I do think there is a COVID virus. I do think that the bioweapon was released on us. I just don't think it's quite as deadly as they'd hoped it would be. And the reason why I say that is because my son got sick, like the flu. And one of the things he complained about was he'd lost his sense of smell and taste. But um, luckily, knowing what we all knew, um, I had a whole bunch of ivermectin in the house. And so I just gave him a 20-day regiment of ivermectin. And um, not only did he recover from being sick very quickly, I think he was over it in about three days. Um, you know, and I just kept having him finish the, the packet, you know, a 20-pack of ivermectin tablets and uh and he got his sense of taste and smell back and he's 100 percent. so i mean luckily there is uh medicine out there that can help us you know mitigate yeah and heal up from these uh, viruses these illnesses or bioweapons and it's not repeat not uh, injectable you know it's not the big pharma stuff it's the it's the award-winning ivermectin tablets that are so cheap and readily available everywhere well they used to be but well basically if they tell you that you need this or don't do this you don't need it and you should do it so <laughs> if they're pushing masks yes. and vaccines obviously that's what we don't want and if they're blocking us from hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin that's what we do it's almost a standardized you, you know yeah. you have pray do your own discernment and research whatever but if they're if they're pushing it you don't want it and if yeah. they're trying to block it that's probably something you need 
<laughs> I went to like uh, Jesus Tractor Supply. And, you know. Exactly, exactly. I went to Tractor Supply two weeks ago and got myself some more paste. Uh, I got Horsey the gel paste. one, the apple gel flavor one. So I do it like <laughs> once flavored. a week, just kind of as a you know preventative or whatever. But I gotta say, this is kind of crazy. So Megan, she has cancer on her nose. So she has uh, your wife. Know, not met. No, not my wife. Megan Walsh. Oh. Um, Sorry, I should have said that. She has I thought a you cancer. said I when you were telling this story, I thought you were saying your wife had nose no. cancer. Okay, no. it was Megan. Uh, Megan's she's had it for like two years. Basal cell carcinoma, I think it's called. Anyway, so she started putting ivermectin on it, the paste. And like within days, like she was noticing a difference. And she's been trying all these other things for years. Nothing's worked. And it was already working within days. And now it's been like three weeks, and there is definitely like skin growing and healing going on. Like it's insane. So there is something. Well, I'd be to great it. if she was cancer free a little oh, while, and then she yeah. was able to, you know, use her voice to recommend and tell her, you know, personal exactly. experience. Because, you know, I think a lot of, I think if we all took, a, you know, if if ivermectin was ivermectin was made available for everyone, because it's really small doses, you know, those tablets. Um, I think we'd see a huge decrease in uh, parasitics, in including cancer. And that's everyone's biggest fear is developing a disease they don't see oh, you yeah. know, or discover too late, whether it's prostate cancer or colon cancer or, or you know, skin cancer, melanoma type of thing. Um, it'd be great to know that we're actively, you know, preventing that. Yeah, it makes sense it. though how it works because it's a foreign body in your you know system, and the ivermectin and the antiparasitics attack the foreign body. You mm -hmm. know, it's the foreign invader. So if cancer acts like a um, parasite, it's, it's just so, in fenbendazole, uh, like Sparky said in the chat. Yeah. That's the latest one. You know, that's the um, do dog dewormer. Um, that no, that's ivermectin's dog dewormer too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. But I think actually fenbendazole might also be one of those, um, parasitic, you know. I watched a video ones. with the guy that invented ivermectin, a couple of videos, actually. He was doing like, I think this was in 2015 or 16. And yeah, I think he won like, the Nobel, Nobel prize for medicine did. in 2015 or 16. Yeah. yeah. But it was amazing. Like, you know, he was a very humble guy, like just kind of like, yeah, we didn't even know it was going to do all this stuff. And <laughs> him and some other guy from Japan. And they gave kids in Africa that have uh, river blindness, the you know, from the, it's just all kinds of bacteria and stuff in the water. And these poor kids are in the water and it's just, it causes them to go blind. And so they give them one ivermectin pill a year and it was preventing it. One a year. Wow. That's how powerful it was. So, I mean, imagine if you have stage four cancer or something and you take that, like, and, and I watched a bunch of other videos where they were saying it's an inhibitor. It doesn't allow the cancer cells to, to grow and metastasize. So, I mean, there's something to it because I had elderly friends that took ivermectin when they were really, really sick. I mean, one, um, I mean, she was probably five days into COVID or flu or something. She was just having all kinds of breathing problems and she ordered some and within like, man 24 probably 36 hours it was like a complete turnaround well imagine if they regimented these types of therapies you know that the natural stuff but also the proven like ivermectin type stuff instead of these booster shots and immunizations that kids get throughout their school year like um you know i'm i, I work in a school and the grade nines have to are told that they need to get immunized and and i always just right around that time of year 
especially with the Muslim students, because I say, you guys all need to check food labels, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, every time. And I said, yeah, because your religion dictates that there's some things you're not allowed to put into your body, right? It's unholy. They're like, yeah, that's right. And I'm like, well, your parents need to do their research because some of the things, some of the ingredients in these shots, you'll see will go against your religion. You know, they're using things that you would never consume if it was in a candy bar or a bag of chips or something. So, you know, make sure your parents do their research before they agree to uh, to signing you up for this thing, right? Yeah, the vaccines. You know, I mean, I have personal experience with it. My daughter had the uh, HPV shot when she was 11. My wife didn't know they were going to give it to her, and they gave it to her, and she had a seizure that 10 is, days that later. That is insane. I've heard yeah, that, it too. Was, it was That terrible. is so it wrong. Was, and she dealt with seizures for 10 years. Now, thank God she's seizure-free. Seizure but, um, yeah, and then I, I questioned the doctor. I said, you know, what did you give her? Oh, it's the HPV. She has two more. I'm like, no, you're not sticking her with two more of those shots. I said, she had a seizure. And this is, I'm not joking. Now, I like this lady. She's a very nice, <laughs> uh, she's Muslim. She's very short. She's about, gosh, probably four foot two. I mean, like, really short. And she's the nicest woman in the world. But she's like, oh, honey, you know, it's, it. you can only have a seizure 11 days after. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, so it's like got a time bomb in it. Like, like there's a ticker in it just waiting to go. Because she had one 10 days or, or before and not 11, then it didn't count. I don't even understand that math or how that works, but whatever. And I said, no, it's from that shot. And there was a local girl here. I didn't even know this. I When I was trying to figure out what was going on with my daughter, I popped up a video on YouTube and it was this young girl who was like going places. I mean, she was a straight A student. She was the head cheerleader, homecoming queen, very talented, multi-talented. And um, she got the HPV shot and she instantly had a seizure right there in the doctor's office. And she ended up getting like paralyzed. And I mean, it was a horrible story. And I didn't even know she was local. I found out at the end of the video, like she only lived like 15 minutes from my house. And... It was just a terror and it went like viral and all over the internet and i've had it on my other show i have this couple on uh rashan and doug golden they're from ohio and their daughter had the meningitis shot when she started college and she ended up dying six months later from it and they're doing a documentary on it it's just like you know i think we have enough evidence right now like let's stop sticking pin uh, needles in us and let's just get on with you know healthier eating organic type stuff and like fen bendezol fen Fenbendazol? Fenbendazol, yeah. <laughs> I can never yeah. say that ever. Ivermectin, I can say. Fenderbenderzol. That's how I yeah. remember it. <laughs> you know, when we were going to school, too, it was very rare to have a classmate with autism or any sort of other sort of yeah. uh, Asperger's, that type of thing. That's right. And now, you know, um, it's very prevalent. You know, it's not just that it's an inclusive, you know, we don't have special schools anymore. And so these people are, you know, kept away. It's... Uh, you know, as the amount of uh, immunizations went up, the um, the uh, the amount of autistic kids and and other sort of ailments went up as well. So there's definitely a correlation, no doubt about it. Yeah, and if you look in the Amish community, there's almost zero incidence of any of yeah. this. So what does that tell you? Well, uh, the worst West... part, too, is that they don't kill you right away, mostly, you know? It does, like, I have a reaction immediately. That actually you can dissociate 
but most people it they it exasperates their diabetes or cancer or heart condition so they'll die or you know something else is going on but they can't attribute it directly to the you know that's to me is just freaking diabolical okay what did Wes say he said uh josh had the chicken pox oh. for a full year after the shot for that we learned our lesson yeah there's too many side effects with that stuff it what good does it do in the age chicken pox you know shot. the whole hpv thing do you know what that shot's for cervical cancer <laughs> which is so almost non-existent unless and you're it's sexually sex transmitted everybody. yeah it, how is a cancer sexually transmitted? That's like, that doesn't make sense even. The whole thing doesn't make sense. No. And why are they giving it to 11-year-olds? Exactly. And boys. Boys and girls. Not just not just girls. It's crazy. The cervical cancer in men. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they, But they always switch it. They say, well, it's because of the shot that men don't get cervical cancer. It's not that they don't have a cervix. <laughs> So, they're now putting tampon machines in men's washrooms oh my so. gosh don't even start and so i i was just on a three-hour call with i don't know if you know who doug bell in defense is. of that i've had some wicked nosebleeds at school yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have dry temperatures and, here you know so yeah and on the rink probably too you know I, yeah. doug bellmore he's a good friend of mine we used to do shows together and uh, he was called q university on twitter back in the day and i know sergeant sparky knows him but um, we talk once a week and we kind of just like bring each other down. <laughs> like it's a very depressing <laughs> talk. Like I mean, black pill each other. Oh my gosh. It's just like nonstop, like depressed things. And anyway, we're, he's like, do you really think, you know, we're ever going to wake up, you know, just like we were talking earlier. And I'm like, I, it changes day to day for me. Like there's days I'm very hopeful. I'm like, yes, cool. People are waiting. And then the next day it's like, oh man, we're so far behind the curve. Like, I don't know. I do know this. This is what I know. A day is coming for this country that's going to be a reckoning where people are going to, they're going to know God is God. That day is coming. I am 100% convinced of that. And a great harvest is coming with it. I'm excited about that. That's what I've been trying to stay focused on. Not all the drama, not all the political stuff. Like I've really just like turned it all off and said, you know what, God, you're leading me. I'll just do what you're telling me to do. And I'm not going to get into all the weeds with all that stuff. And I have been feeling so much better, <laughs> less anxiety, less depression. You just wake up and you're like, yeah, another day. I'll just go to work and make a living. And I can smile. That's, what, that's how we kind of, when we were trying to plan the wedding and didn't know what was happening with, because back, you know, at the end of the summer, you know, Alex Jones was saying, well, they're implementing the, the mask mandates again. And remember and uh the you know the flights and the airlines and and we're like trying to make plans and we're have this like over you know shadowing loom of doom of well we might not even be able to travel what if we can't get on an airplane what if we can't go on our honeymoon what if... and i got to this point something clicked in me that was like when we're acting like we can't do stuff just at the thought of not being able to do stuff then they're winning and mm -hmm. i can't live like that i can't I I'm not going back to sleep, but I'm not being so awake that I can't function in normal life. I'm going to pretend like none of this is going to happen, go along with our plans. And if something comes up that we have to alter what we're doing, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But it, it was like this huge weight of anxiety was lifted when I was just like, I, I'm, I'm choosing not to live. Like I'm not going, you know, I'm not ignoring it, but I'm not letting it 
the what if i mean even my mom coming to canada you know is what if this you know they run this whole thing again around the election and we can't get back across the border you know and i was like well we'll cross that bridge when we come to it but for now we just we have to just move forward with what we know is true and at least try to be on the same side of a country border <laughs> there's you know, some good news out case. of canada though isn't uh trudeau in trouble now with the supreme court didn't they he should be yeah. yeah, they ruled that uh, he implemented the Emergencies Act, which gave him special power over the trucker convoy. And of course, there's lots of people that are being sued in, uh, by the uh, federal government for their role in it. And uh, and that ruling is really going to help those people. Um, basically, they're being prosecuted because, you know, the, the prime minister broke the law. Mm -hmm. So um, hopefully that turns out well. Um, and then... For Alberta, which is the province st slash state that we live in, um, we have a very good uh, premier, which is kind of the governor, um, and she's throwing out a lot of the woke agenda. And uh, you know, she's trying to protect kids from, you know, their hormone blockers and surgeries and all that. That's not allowed here in Alberta. And uh, just over in Western Canada, we're we're not down with a lot of the stuff that's being pushed on the Easterners. Um, the big part, the big part of the population is in Eastern Canada in Ontario and Quebec, like, um, Canada has about 40 million people and about 20 million of them, you know, 20, 25 million, they live in those two provinces. Mm. So, uh, they have a lot of control over, over a lot of the policies and, and stories that come out across Canada. But, um, uh, I like, I like that we're in the West and that we have a, premier slash governor that is very much like Trump in her policies and her rhetoric. And so, uh, and, you know, Alberta is kind of like Texas light, you know, we have a cattle industry and we've got the oil industry and um, we, we're kind of rednecks. We're all very conservative, you know, God fearing people. Um, I remember when we first moved to Alberta, that's one thing my dad warned me about was there's a lot of Bible thumpers in Alberta. <laughs> and uh, that was before I knew I knew I was walking with Jesus. So um, that was a good thing. Yeah. And now that I am, I'm, I'm quite grateful that there's a lot of people that surround me that have conservative belief systems. And, mm -hmm. you know, they want they, they, they value family. They value privacy there. You know, a lot of them hunt. And so they don't want Trudeau taking away their weapons and stuff. So, um, you know, it's it's comforting to know that we're at least in a part of Canada that isn't being fooled by the dogma that's being thrown out well, in the East. So prayers for her safety and that she's able to keep doing that because how, why, how is she, I'm, I question everything. Like, why is she allowed to then? Like, why haven't they stopped her, you know? Yeah. That's always way. my question. Why, like, when there's rogue characters in this movie like why aren't they stopped and and i guess it could be twofold one is they could stop them but they fear the people i think that's probably the greatest uh i think that's for me that's the one hope i have had like i think that they won't go too far like i think they would have already instituted covid two by now if they knew they could have got away with it but they realize now, no, no, no. Timely, though, to wait for the election, yeah. though. That's yeah, yeah. well, think. something's a black. There is definitely a false flag coming. I, I have no doubt something's on its way. I don't know what it is. I think it's probably financial, but 
something's coming. There's no doubt. Adam, yes, uh, this is one reason for the vision I sent you, praying for the next steps and the right partners. I think that's what we all should be doing in this season because this, I'm telling you, I, like I just feel some good days are really coming. Like it's, it might get a little ugly for a little bit, but I think some really good days are ahead. And like the church is really going to rise. That's, this is the hour. And, yeah, you. you know, and it's not, it's not going to be like the traditional type stuff that we've all been accustomed to. If you grew up in church or whatever, it's going to be something very new. Um, it'll be biblical <laughs> for sure. Um, to use someone 17's uh, favorite phrase, but I don't know what it looks like in whole, but I, I, I know parts of it. And I do know Trump is part of that. Like, I, I feel like God has shown me that several times that Trump will be a part of this future. Um, and he is going to be like a hammer. Like, like I really believe he is just going to like whack-a-mole, like just pound these people. And, and man, I am praying for perp walks. Like I, we mm -hmm. have to have perp walks. We have to have televised, you know, I don't know, kind of tribunals, whatever you want to call them. Like that all has to go down for the people to start realizing we've all been duped. And it doesn't matter what side you're on. If you were, you know, on the left or right, it doesn't matter. If, if you've been in the system, the Babylonian system, it's time to get out. Yeah. It's, it's and time it needs to, to like It has to happen on the news, in the yes. news get uh, yeah. arrested. Because I feel like the spell that they have over people will be broken to a degree, at least, if they can see it happen, you know, not just because, like I was saying, my aunt, she'll just think that, you know, it was wrong. <laughs> you know, that, that, that we're the corrupt side or something, mm -hmm. you know, it's like doesn't even compute but i do think that there will be a level of spells being broken if it can happen in their face you know i do too and i, I think it's I'm also excited. um like we feel lucky that we woke up when we did you know i think all of us were asleep at one point and then we started questioning the government questioning world history questioning politics and big business and big tech and we start to see the the, the, the game plan at the root of it and of course, we're able to protect ourselves a little bit better knowing this information, but it's also a very uncomfortable way to live, you know? Um, I used to be the happy-go-lucky person that would go in a crowd and, and talk with everyone and, and have a great time, but I'm very rec reclusive now in that setting because uh, within five minutes, the conversation goes to a place where I end up, you know, <laughs> wanting to fire hose people with the truth, you know? whether it's an entertainer or a movie or a, an actor or a, a politician uh, or the news stories. And, and it just, uh, it gets to the point where I feel uncomfortable myself and I've definitely made all the people around me feel uncomfortable. So now I just keep my mouth shut and I try to avoid those situations. But um, we, we all wake up in, at different rates. I think that we're blessed to be awake right now, but there's also a kind of curse that goes along with it because you have to witness mm -hmm. other people waking up mm -hmm. and it's not, you know, you want right. to shake them awake and, and, uh, and, and slap your hands and come on, you guys, let's go. You got to, and ring the bell and all that. But there's just some people that wake up at their own pace and they're not going to be forced. And, but eventually they, they will wake up, you know? Um, I think we see that with people like Joe Rogan and uh, Michael Rappaport and mm -hmm. and some of these other like very asleep, you know, I, you know, and uh, they're they're well, even, slowly coming around. Right. Even like Bill Maher. I mean, even Bill Maher's like been saying things. Yeah, like, so. Oh, my gosh. Bill Maher. Or, um, and what's the guy with the long hair? The comedian uh, head of the pod podcast. Oh, my gosh. What's his name? The English guy. <clears throat> oh, uh, Russell Brand. Russell Brand. Yeah. 
I well, don't yeah. trust them either. Yeah, though. he's tough to trust too because he was married to Katy Perry, which yeah. who's obviously a sellout to the cabal. And why is he allowed to talk about the truth? I'm glad he's doing it. Don't get me wrong. We'll take any bit of it that's getting to the masses and the normal. Well, and his new possible, wife. But I just don't trust any of it. His like, new wife is uh, is a Rothschild, so you know well, it's very yeah. suspect. So it may be controlled opposition. But I feel the same way about Elon Musk. You know, like you don't become the richest man on the planet, allegedly, and have all these government contracts and all these massive million billion dollar corporations without playing the game. But, you know, it could be he flipped. It could be he 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 saw the light and decided he didn't want to play for that side anymore. Who knows? Um, But as long as he's helping wake people up, um, then I'll cautiously you know support him yeah but um i'm always very guarded arm length yeah and it's the same way with russell brand i mean if his interview with tucker carlson helps to wake people up to the truth that's what's most important Mm -hmm. it's not that we all become russell brand fans and and go out and you know subscribe or watch his stuff i think there's just a level two of they allow people to tell some of this truth just to keep the two sides distinctive and divided you know, they have to get people that we support and they have to have people that the other side supports. And it there's this level of sometimes I think it's just to keep us divided. Like, why did they even let Trump get, you know, as far as he's gotten? Why? You know, OK, maybe it's just God's protection. Maybe that's maybe I could just <laughs> trust that that's the case. And it's you know, hard to know. It but is. I, mean, I, I you know, is that, is all that I know is we're on the winning team at the end of the day. Is that what you believe? Like, I do believe he's been. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was there was prophecies about him. I don't know if you know who Mark Taylor is. Uh, Mark Taylor prophesied like in 2011 that he it would be like water off a duck's back with Trump. Like nothing would stick to him. I mean, if Teflon Don wasn't already taken by the mob boss, that would be (laughs) Donald Trump. Like because nothing has stuck to him and he's been protected. He's been insulated. And I mean, let's face it. Like how many people want that guy dead? Like it's a lot. The whole cabal wants him gone. So yeah. why isn't he dead? I mean, he's, I don't know. It's, it's gotta be God's protection. Cause anybody, anybody with a gun or a bomb could blow up a, you know, God forbid it happened at like a rally or something like that. I mean, well, did you so. see, did you see the, um, uh, Ivan Rake, Raiklin, Raiklin, Ivan, that guy, I, he was on, Ray, he was on my show. I had him on about Shut up. six months ago. Yeah. He was cool. He was on, um, uh, with Alex Jones talking about best case scenario is that Trump does get assassinated because um, it'll make all of us rise up and oh th- it'll be done for them because there'd be such such a massive, you know, slaying, you know, of the other side because if they took, you know, so it was kind of actually uncomfortable watching that. Like, really, guy? Yeah, I mean, I, I like get that. what they're saying and all, but they both, I don't know, they're like best case scenario is weird. No. Best case scenario is that it's always been we the people. That's what it really boils down to. It's not politicians. It's not left or right. It's us speaking up nonviolently, like that's the key, and use what God has given us, our gifts and talents. And I think we win. He's on our side. We can't lose. And it, But it takes people to wake up. And they are hopefully waking up. And if a false flag happens, something happens... That might be the scare tactic that we need as a nation to say enough. And I mean, it sucks that it has to come to that. Like 9-11. I mean, think about 9-11. The churches, the pews were full. 
There was standing yeah. room only in every Everyone's church united. for what, six six weeks. We were united as a country. They were singing the national anthem. The, all the the Congress was on the steps singing the national anthem and saying the Pledge of Allegiance and all this stuff. It was very patriotic, but it didn't last. It went right back to the way it was. But I think the next one shakes us to our core, and it could be like a generation or two from that point forward that we have a very utopian type existence where things a lot of inventions that have been hidden uh medicines that's that's been hitting everything that cabal has used for its own personal gain i think is flipped the, the script is essentially flipped someone mentioned i think it was uh, adam purim um is in uh march if you understand that uh back in the old testament there was an incident where Haman was trying to hang um uh, what's his name it starts with an m i forgot the guy's name he's trying mordecai. to hang up mordecai mordecai and it the, the script gets flipped and he hangs on his own gallows right yeah. and i think that's what's coming it's kind of like this quick thing a swift thing that's going to happen and justice comes in like not over a long extended period of time in a very quick time and i know like that sounds outlandish no, and crazy, I love the and whole, a lot of people love it a lot of people don't like it but i feel like that's what i I just feel like God has shown me that several times and I'm excited about that, but it's not that I'm excited that it's just going to be this rebirth of a nation. That's going to be really cool. Like, I think it's going to be like the second independence day, to be honest. I was told it was, mm -hmm. I thought God told me celebration day. That's what I heard. Celebration day, celebration day, celebration day. Heard it three times. And he showed me this awesome scene. And I got to tell you, like, that's exciting to me. But what's more exciting is everybody's going to know God on the other side, and it's going to be a yeah. it's going to be a country that is going to be um, united in God first, going back to our roots. Now, how long does that last? Look, we're human beings. <laughs> Everybody just goes back to their nature. I mean, it could be a generation, two, three. I don't know. Um, but see, the problem we've had right now is everybody's talking about, oh, the rapture's coming. I'm going to be evacuated out of here, and I don't have to do anything. That's it's a bunch of nonsense. I, me and Bill Donahue were actually discussing this because we were talking about the rapture. Um, I was talking about it on one of my shows and he was in a chat. And I don't really, I don't believe in the rapture. There will be a second coming of Christ. I don't believe there's this catching away and we just disappear and our clothes are left on the street or something. And like, I don't. Or like, because some people believe that. in a pre or post tribulation exactly. rapture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm not in the camp of, of either. My, I, Jesus will come back. I know that's true. But I think it's all deep statey stuff. Like there's a there is a deep state church, and if you go back into the or, you know 30s, 40s, and 50s, they were perpetuating this lie of this rapture, and it started with some little girl that had a vision and she saw Jesus, and then this guy, this this preacher Darby, came along and started like telling this story, like oh the rapture is going to happen and the church needs to be prepared for. So the coming where of him. do you think the Bibles were rewritten when it talks about the rapture and one will be left and one will st still stay there, like in the getting well, caught up part? Like, do you think those parts were added or something? Is that where you get that? No, that part is actually talking about judgment. That's not talking about the rapture. Right. We so, had to yeah. talk about that with Bill yeah. the other day too. Like what's the difference between the day of judgment and the coming of the Lord yeah. and the rapture and the tribulation? Where does it all fall on the timeline? It's still very confusing, but yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, really, the main scripture is like second. I think it's Second Thessalonians or First Thessalonians. Um, there's, you know, the will be caught up and all this. But if you, there's lots of great videos that you could watch where guys are much better theologians than I am and understand the language of the day. 
the Aramaic, Greek, Hebrew, and all that. And you start mm. looking at this, and you're like, oh, yeah, I see how people could, like, twist things to make it be what they want it to be. It's it's all through our history in the Bible where they'll just take a scripture, and then instead of uh, using the cultural context of the day, they kind of oh, bring yeah. it into our, our day. And then it's like, yeah. oh, well, that's what it means. Well, no, because if they, I said it's raining cats and dogs 2,000 years ago, they'd be like, what, dude? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's like, like a, a part of the Bible that's clearly poetic, and then somebody yeah. just takes out this chunk that is absolutely literal. And it's like, you can't ignore the fact that it was inserted inside of a part that is absolutely exactly. poetic or using a type of you know writing yeah. style that anyways yeah i don't yeah. land on any of it honestly i'm not getting i'm not putting eggs in any of the baskets because it, it has no determination on like my relationship with him exactly. now and it's just so speculative and i know that some people get really worked up because they see the evidence of you know pre-trib or post-trib or however you want to i hope i hope that it's a pre-trib rapture that'd be great but well, i don't you know I don't know, but yeah, and I don't. I just know that we win in the end, and if we, we have win, Jesus, sure. we're with Him. So yeah. that is that gives me the most hope. But just hearing you talk about stuff is hopeful because I mean, like you were saying, like there's days you're like, yeah, man, we're winning, and then other days you're like, oh, we are so. Yeah, that's you know? why you can't count on man, right? If you count on man, you're going to be let down, and it doesn't matter. I don't care if it's Trump or somebody else. Yeah, you're going to be let down, and. I had to learn the hard way, like early on in my Christian walk. I've been a Christian for 21 years now. And I remember like I, all this stuff, I, I felt for the whole name and, you know, name it and claim it, blab it and grab it, spit it and get it. Like the whole, you know, all this money stuff. Like well, I thought God was this. Yeah. Yeah. I thought God was a cosmic jackpot. You know, and I was going to win a bunch of, like, I felt for all that garbage. And, you know, and then you just start getting more mature in your faith and you walk along and you're like, oh, that's a bunch of crap. Okay. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't have like went to that one church or to that one conference at one time or whatever. And it's like, I don't know, you just get discernment and you keep walking. And as long as you're diligent and you're seeking him first in your life, he puts everything in order. Right. So yeah, I don't have to like, I don't, I don't get caught up in all that anymore. Like I used to, like I was really into prophecy back in the day. I loved like all these prophecy teachers and they were all wrong. Like every single one of them. Like, I don't, rem I don't recall one prophecy teacher that has been right. Yeah. So what is that? Are they deep state plants or were they just learning from other guys that, you know, were teaching the same thing and they were all friends and buddies or were they writing books and making a lot of money, which that tends to be what it's about money and movies. Like trying to, to me, get actual very, people of faith to have doubt. Yeah. But it's very either way, Satan sure. in my mind, it's the whole thing is, is the enemy. He's, he's and it paralyzes us. It. That paralyzes us as a church when you like are expecting that like oh the rapture's coming right well then that just causes people to sit on their hands and do nothing and they get very complacent and they're like well jesus is coming back i don't have to do anything and then your country gets taken from you <laughs> like and you're like well wait a minute i thought jesus was plucking me out of here and i wasn't going to be around anymore see that's what i'm i've been like just screaming like at the church because i get really really frustrated with brothers and sisters because i'm just like Okay, listen, man, like, you got to wake up. Like, don't just sit around and do nothing because you're going to have to answer for that one day. Like, we all yeah. have to answer to them that, you know, what did we do with our skills and our talents? I did that for a long time. I did nothing. I literally would just, eh, whatever, someone else would take care of it. And then I realized, yeah. what if they don't take care of it? What <laughs> if, yeah, what I'm if the thing is that I'm needed to as a hand and a foot and or foot? <laughs> you yes, know? exactly, exactly.
So, and that's why, like you guys, like you're doing what you're called to do. Like you're, you're doing the thing, right? I mean, that's what you do. And there's others, like everybody in this chat, I know everybody here is pretty active doing something. So that's, that's good to see. But I can tell you, I can go to any church right here in my neighborhood within five miles. And I would guarantee you 95 to 98% of those people, they go on Sunday, they listen to a message, and then they go do their thing the rest of the week. They come back next Sunday, and they've been doing this for 30, 40 years, whatever, and they've done nothing. They've absolutely done nothing with the skills and gifts that God's given them. And I don't want to have to answer for that one day. Like, I have to stand before him. Like, I don't want to be like, um, well, you know, I was um, uh, <laughs> like... I well, yeah, not only just happen. answer for it, I often see in like this community... And I know it's, I know because I felt it at the beginning, I'd be watching, you know, streamers and putting out information and this, that, and the other. And it's like, I wanted to be involved. Like I wanted to be part of it. I didn't want to just, you know, intake all the content, you know, I wanted, I felt like God woke us all up for a reason and he needs us for something. And I don't know if it's my calling to be a streamer. I know that I'm doing something and God will lead me to the next thing through it. But at least I feel like I'm involved, that I'm part of part of the story it's like i feel like god calls us all to be part of the story and we don't have to you know somebody else he can and he'll get somebody else to do it if you don't you know he gives he us the option though like do you want to be used be like yeah man use me here i am lord pick me and it's so much fun to be used then because we don't have to do it ourselves we just have to show up for work that's what it feels like and it's so much fun and at, I, at the end of the day i feel like well I don't feel like I'm doing enough. Like when we pray for the J6ers, man, oh, that's just one of the things that just rips my guts out just thinking about what's happening there. And, and you know, like prayer is a huge thing, but it's like an, the easiest free thing that you can do. And sometimes you feel like it's not enough. Like what else am I supposed to be doing? But then again, you're still praying. Like it does so much more than we even, you know, understand or believe that it could do that. Even if it feels like the easiest free can do it with my eyes closed or open or you know wherever you're at you can do it we got to at least be doing that and then just be asking lord if there's the next step that you're needing from us lay that on our heart clearly and tell us what it is because i'm, I'm gonna i'll keep praying about it but it it's, i still feel like like what else what else are we doing you know so something you got to and, and if praying praying doesn't seem like enough it is huge and at least we know we can do that until the next thing reveals itself that we can do everybody's capable of something yeah like, that that no too excuse. not even just prayer everyone's been talented and he woke you up for a reason so what are you doing you know like what does he want you to do and sometimes we don't know what it is but just by stepping out and doing something he'll lead us to the next thing but you got to take that first step as some anything you know you can't just wait for it to walk through the front door sometimes it will and that's awesome but sometimes you have to open the door and go outside and be like yeah no i'm gonna go to the left instead you gotta get outside though just something anything and he'll yeah, but i, I know I, I know everyone woke up for a reason it gets frustrating but you know what i don't know i just try to stay like laser focused right now like this is the time like i just feel like that we are so close to some really really cool stuff going on and you know and i know like white hats and all that so i'm not I'm talking about like God things like that stuff might happen. I don't know, but I know God's up to something and that's really cool. Oh yeah. All right. I know Ron, you got to get going. You guys got to get going here soon. So oh my let's... gosh, it's already 20. Yeah, I got hockey yeah. tonight. Yeah. All right. Let's do the, let's get the dad jokes out of the way. Let me play this. All right. Cool. 
over there and got a pig and I found a couple of shots on the arrow hand. It's Taylor Swift. I do not know. You're muted. Okay, here we go. Okay, so do you know the rules? I know, Neil, you've been through this before. Five minutes. You just go back right? and forth, right? We just go back and forth. I start with the guest first. Then I throw a joke. We go back and forth for five minutes. I will have the uh, dad joke music, elevator music playing in the background. <laughs> Add a little. So do little I'm gonna to I'm it. gonna let you guys do this. So do do okay. I? Are we judging this or anything? Can, well, you can laugh or I'm not laugh. Kidding. See, we're not okay. really technically we're not supposed to laugh. You're supposed to be like straight laced oh. or whatever. But whatever, I don't care. Gotcha. Doesn't matter. Okay. I'm I'm terrible at this. So all right, Ron, you ready? Yeah. And go. You know, I only seem to get sick on weekdays. I must have a weekend immune system. Where do you take someone that's been injured in a peekaboo accident? The Where ICU. Do you take... <laughs> Did you know which days are the strongest? It's uh, Saturday and Sunday. The rest are weekdays. <laughs> what do you call it when a midget waves at you? A microwave. <laughs> you know, I just found out I'm colorblind. The news came out of me right out of the purple. <laughs> my, my mom has forbidden me from making any more breakfast puns. She says, if I do, I'm toast. My dad keeps egging me on. He's such a ham. Did you know that your pupils are the last part of you that stops working when you die? They dilate. <laughs> they're so dumb like you have like i don't know it's it's just like you have to get it out i was going to propose to my girlfriend this week but my dog ate the ring now it's a diamond in the rough Oof. you know where pirates get their hooks the second hand store <laughs> me and my friends put a band together we called it 999 i'm sorry 999 megabytes we haven't gotten a gig yet. Of all the inventions of the last hundred years, the dry erase board has to be the most remarkable. What do you call your favorite smoke shop when it turns into a J. Crew clothes store? Clothes, but no cigar. <laughs> what do you call a line of men waiting to get a haircut? A barbecue. Makes sense. What part of the computer never stops working? The keyboard. It has two shifts. Did you know that the first French fries weren't cooked in France? They were cooked in Greece. What did the right eye say to the left eye? Between you and me, something smells. <laughs> How do you find Will Smith in a snowstorm? You look fresh for prints. fresh prints. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just heard that one yesterday. <laughs> a perfectionist walks into a bar. 
Apparently, the bar wasn't high enough. You know, I used to run a dating service for chickens, but I was struggling to make hens meet. To the person who stole my bed, I won't rest until I find you. Have you heard about the restaurant on the moon? Great food, no well, atmosphere. I remember that one. <laughs> my wife dated a clown before she married me. I have some pretty big shoes to fill. I used to hate facial hair, and then it grew on me. <laughs> if Yoda owned a dealership, I bet it would be a Toyota dealership. Yoda, is that what she said? Toyota. Yes, yeah, Yoda. Yoda. Toyota. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Did you know you used to be able to get air free at gas stations? And now it costs you a dollar. That's inflation for you. <laughs> I don't mean to brag, but cashiers are always checking me out. <laughs> I applied for a job at a, as a waiter at a restaurant. The guy asked me, what are my qualifications? I told him, I bring a lot to the table. <laughs> <laughs> my mom just found out that I replaced her bed with a trampoline. She hit the roof. Okay, I'm tapping out. <laughs> you got other there's ones that you know off the top of your head. What about the diabetes one? What's the sugar one? Oh no, that's a visual one. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tam growls it over yet. <laughs> so everyone's just groaning, right? Uh, just shoot I, me in the head. I, exactly. I literally steal them from uh, all these TikTok videos. Let me get rid of the music. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, I had to do some pre-show research when you asked me about that. <laughs> yeah, they're so stupid. You have to laugh. I don't know. It started like it was just like a joke. Like literally just I'm told Michael, I'm like, hey, let's do some dad jokes tonight and make people cringe. And then uh, <laughs> and then he's like, well, we should do it every week. I'm like, I don't know about every week. Maybe it's every other week. And then we did like a poll in the chat. And they're like, no, no, every week. I'm like, really? Like, okay, I guess we'll do it. <laughs> so it's become this stupid thing that's every, every Sunday You should night. do it every month. We'll call it that time of the month. <laughs> there you go oh man alright well guys thank you so much for coming on the blender it was a pleasure we didn't even get to any videos I think we played one video I didn't oh you did that, that we'll have the rest one. of the show to run Just videos one, yeah. be your way out but it was <laughs> it was fun talking and uh, again congratulations on the marriage what is it two months now just about, yeah, our uh, two-month anniversary is on the 11th. Actually, the funny, uh, before when you said that you and your wife don't even, like, happy birthday <laughs> each other anymore, right. our, like, relationship anniversary was January 14th or something. We both missed it. Like, neither one really? of us even. Yeah. Oh, it was our two-year, you know. Do, do you guys no celebrate kidding. that? Do we have to celebrate that anymore, or do you just switch Not, it to the mayor? Because to me, that's a big one, place, though. Yeah. Yeah, the, the anniversary date is definitely a big one. And I screwed up one year. I completely forgot. Like, I lost track of the days. And I found out on Facebook from, like, a thousand people wishing us a happy anniversary. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And this was your horrible. wedding anniversary. Wedding anniversary. Her, yeah. Okay. Yeah, see, I got that beat, Gina. We got married on uh, November, or, uh, yeah, November 11th. And in Canada, that's Remembrance Day. Oh, my gosh. There you go. Well, every forget. single calendar that I look at will say Remembrance Day. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's Veterans Day in the United States, so it's already a holiday. Gotcha. So that's cool. Yeah, no, that's perfect. So when does the newlywed phase like actually end? Is there like a 
like well, i don't know year, we're not out of years? that I yet no i i think the book according to the book it said we were we read marriage people books well he did um the uh it's like two years you have two years before okay. it starts to not be like honeymoon life or whatever yeah. i don't know yeah. we're gonna try to but we've been together for over two years we haven't been in a in the, the same room real yeah. life yeah. room for two years or whatever yeah. but True. um yeah. you know but i think the, the the reason why we know that our relationship is gonna be loving and awesome is because jesus is in the center of it you know, yeah. we, we pray daily, we give thanks to the Lord, we know he brought us together, we're not going to take that for granted, and uh, we just ask that he bless and guide us through our marriage and through our everyday, so uh, we know that um, anything that we disagree on or anything the life can throw at us is not going to overpower Jesus and his uh, desire for us to stay together and stay in love, so. Yeah. Yeah, perfect, that's, uh, amen, and I got to tell you, that's what like our marriage was always good, but when Jesus became the center of it, it like excelled, like for sure. Like yeah. that just solidified things. So amen to all that. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Always appreciate you guys. Appreciate your friendship. Uh, Thanks, Ron, dude, you too. I know tomorrow night I'm excited. I don't know who the mystery guest is. I have my my ideas, but uh, I don't want to throw any clues out and ruin it. It's so a good one. I have cool. a feel. Yeah, I hope to see everyone there. And uh yeah, thanks again, Gino, for doing this. And I'm sure we'll do it again. We'll catch up and uh, awesome. share the airwaves again. It'll be fun. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you so much on Rumble. Also on Foxwell, of course. Love all you guys. Tam Growl, happy anniversary to you and your husband coming up on Tuesday. Oh, and yeah. guys, have a great night. God bless everybody. Take care. We will see you. Actually, I'm back tomorrow night. Uh, League of Brothers with Pastor AC. See you guys at 730. Have a good night. Oh, cool. So it'll be Gino's and then everyone over to Better Lately when it's over. <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Thanks, Gino. Still here? It's over. Go home. Go.